Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leadership and the Environment Sweden. Uh, my name is Andreas Larsson, and I'm here with Joshua Sporek. Welcome back, Joshua. Thank you. I'm, I'm really glad to be here, and I'm really glad that I had this experience over this week that I've been meaning to do for so long. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very curious uh, how it went. You were going to plant uh, your uh, Juneberry tree, I think? Yes. I, In fact, there's a whole story behind it of this Juneberry tree that I love Juneberries. And in Manhattan, there are a few Juneberry trees that I know about that I go and pick. And I've shared that with friends. It's one of the highlights of my June is to get the Juneberries. One friend, I think it was two years ago, maybe it was last year, she gave me a Juneberry sapling, a little tree. And it was in my apartment for a while. And it wasn't doing very well. I guess I don't get very much sunlight. I get some, but not a lot. So I gave it to my mom. And she had it over the winter and she just left it out. I think it was two summers ago because I think she said that it went for a year with no leaves. Mm-hmm. And then this spring, it started coming up, coming up again. And then I talked to you and I've been meaning to plant a tree. I have a blog post of last November, I think, saying I'm, I want to plant a tree. And I asked people to help me plant a tree. Yeah. So now I'm up here at my, at my mom's house. My stepfather is a huge gardener. Uh-huh. So I, okay, so what are the elements here? I committed to planting a tree and haven't done it yet. Number mm-hmm. one. Number two, I have a tree to plant. Number three, I have an expert who's a family member. And so talking to you, put all these things together. And finally, I could go out and plant this tree. That's perfect. So on, I figured it was Saturday or Sunday, my stepfather was gardening. And we, I said, you know, I, I told him after we, our conversation last week, I said, don't plant that tree. I want to plant it. Because yeah. I knew that if I didn't stop him, he might just plant it without knowing. So I told him, don't plant that tree. And he actually planted a couple other trees in the meantime. Yeah. And then it was time for me to plant the tree. And we, and by the way, since it's going to be here for a long time, my mom and he have to decide where it's going to go based on the light, based on the drainage, based on what other trees are around. Not just a, a simple decision to plant a tree. Mm-hmm. So I have to go with where they want it to, where it's going to go in their yard. So there's a spot and he says, okay, here's a shovel. Here's some compost, dig. And he told me how much to dig. And, you know, it's kind of rocky soil. So it's going to be rocks and I got rocks and, uh, okay, let me not act like this is a big deal. People plant trees all the time. Just because I haven't planted a tree doesn't mean like this is a big deal. And I don't want to act like, um, I think it's a big deal. The actual work is digging a bucket full of dirt out of the ground. Yeah. moving it to the side. Then I put the tree. Well, you have to like make sure the tree, the dirt, you don't want the dirt to fall off the roots. Anyway, so I had to turn it upside down in the ground. Then we put the compost down. Uh, actually, first we put some compost in the, in the, some, you know, higher quality dirt in the ground below where the tree is going to go in the hole, then put the tree down, then put more compost on it and then push it down with the hands, then stomp it down with my feet because he says you want to make sure there's no, you want to minimize the amount of air touching the, the um, the roots because if there's air, the roots will die there. Ah, oh, okay. So you want to pack it down as much as you can get, so that there's dirt touching the roots everywhere. And then you, he said put a whole bunch of water on. So we got out the hose and poured a whole bunch of water on because that also helps get the air out. So now, well, I'm in the kitchen now and I can see out the window where it is, and. So I planted my first tree and then I did a blog post on it and yep. it got a lot of retweets or whatever the, the likes and stuff on the social media. And I, I don't get a whole lot of social media attention, but 
the post was, I finally planted my first tree. Oh, and I was going to say I planted a tree, but I, want, I said I, wanted, I finally planted my first tree because I wanted to commit to doing more trees. Mm. Now that I've done it once, I want to do more. Yeah. Not that it's hard, but it's a lot easier to do something a second time than it is to do something a first time. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I've only done it a few times, not trees, but plants. And I think it's such a nice experience. Like it's, so, it's like you said, it's so simple. You don't need much. You just need the plant. You just need mm-hmm. to, the soil. And just need to give it sunlight and give, add some water and it will just grow go on its own. Yeah. And you will get food, like you will get berries and, or whatever it is. Yeah, so it's really um, more than a statement of how awesome it is or how fun it is, how simple it is. It's a statement of how ignorant I am and how inexperienced I am on something that like, people have been doing for, I don't know, 10,000 years. Yeah. Probably before that. And I hope people are listening saying something like, what a spoiled little idiot. How could he not? They should, I hope people are disappointed in me and thinking like, oh, he does all this environment and stuff. And he hasn't even planted a tree yet. Because yeah. I have like window, a windowsill garden with a few herbs and like basil and oregano, but not a tree. Yeah. Okay. So you had already done uh, planting uh, like regular plants, like tomato plants and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, usually, um, like my CSA where I get my vegetables, every year they, they send a few saplings, not saplings, a few basil plants, a few oregano plants. I can plant those. I've been trying to do jalapeno peppers, but it turns out you can't just take the seeds from a jalapeno and put them in. You got to buy the seeds. I mean, I thought, I was just taking, when I open up a jalapeno, I just put the seeds in the dirt. But it turns out the fruit, it doesn't work that way. Someone told me. So I'm probably going to buy a packet of jalapeno seeds yeah. or habanero seeds because okay. I really want some habaneros and jalapenos. Yeah. Can you remind uh, uh, everyone what, what was your like? Um, what was your motivation for doing this challenge? You know, I I was I don't remember exactly what I said last time. I can tell you that trees are something that I mean. If you ask me what does the environment mean to me, as I ask lots of people, it, what it was at the beginning was the beauty of nature, which is why I got into physics. But it's become such a huge part of my life that I don't remember, I'd have to go back and listen to what I said before. Yeah. But I can tell you that it's been something that I've been meaning to do and I knew would create a wholesome feeling that planting a tree, it, it just seems like something everyone should do a lot, not just because of our time now, but um, so I don't remember exactly what it was, but I know that it's like in, in our conversation. Do you mean? Yeah. Do you remember what I said? Yeah. You said that I think it was beauty of nature. Yeah. That was my original entree into all this environmental stuff was and into physics, into science, into I mean, to me, physics and science oh, is the study of nature. And the way I often put it is there that nature is like the most beautiful thing there is. It's just, I mean, sometimes I say it's one of the two most beautiful things and I joke and I say the two most beautiful things, this nature, the, like the whole, the entirety of nature, the universe, galaxies and plants and, and women. Yeah. <laughs> so in this case, planting a tree fit in with adding to that beauty. I also knew that it would, in this case, I'm up here with my mom and stepfather and gardening is a big thing for them and eating plants. Whenever I come up here, 
and plants are blooming, then we eat the plants. Mm. They, I mean, they do plant flowers and forsythias and things like that, but we bond over the arugula and the vegetables, the tomatoes, the, and they get a lot of things where they have a big pile of compost, which I'm looking at now at a different window. And they just throw the scraps in there and scraps, they'll get tomato vines and squash vines coming out of the compost just because the seeds are in there. Yeah. So those seeds apparently work pretty well. So I knew that there was going to be a family community connection to this as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the June berries. You should see me with the Juneberry trees. I, I, like I just sit there and I'm just, I just eat a few and then I say, all right, just, just a few more. And I'll sit there like just a few more for an hour. Yeah. Cause these trees are so, they're so delicious. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I went Googling on June berries because when you said that, I realized I don't really know what that is. I don't think we have them here in Sweden. They're native to here. I don't know if they, they also call them service berries. There's other names for them, but they're, it's, it's funny because usually I think of Manhattan is not a particularly naturey place. Yeah. I think of delicious, if I think of delicious fruit, I think of the tropics. Uh-huh. I think of mangoes and durians and things like that. Yeah. Things that we don't have here, they, they, we got to import them. But there is amazingly delicious stuff here. It's like ignorance on my part. Mm. So June berries, they only come up in June around then, sometimes May, sometimes July. Yeah. But the, they kind of look like blueberries and they're probably closely related. I'm not sure, but they're small and they come out and they start kind of a bright red, but then when they mature and get really sweet, they turn purple. I imagine that color means that they're full of phytonutrients and very healthy. Yeah, probably. And they're super sweet. Yeah. And super, super tangy. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great, uh, great thing when you find stuff that's just growing wild and you mm-hmm. can eat it. Like if it's like a cherry tree or if you go out in the, woods and you find mushrooms and I guess like I got really into uh, picking mushrooms like this summer mm-hmm. or, uh, previous summer and it's such a I don't know it's such a cool experience because they're just out there and growing a bunch of different species and uh, I get the feeling that they're very I don't know it feels like they're very nutritious because it's like it's so not processed like and so, so much variety yeah of course some some you don't want to some you really don't want to pick because they could kill you literally mm-hmm. so it's kind of i don't know i i felt kind of scared first times i uh i went out picking uh picking my, when we cooked them mm-hmm. but uh my girlfriend at the time she was um she's she was very good at like which one you could eat or which one you couldn't so probably really good to have someone with you when you go do that i got a friend actually there's a guy who's thinking about doing leadership in the environment mycology oh cool he's really into mushrooms he's not in he's he normally is in new york he lives not far from me he's away for well he, he was away for the spring but maybe the pandemic i don't know when he'll be back but he got me reading articles and watching videos on mushrooms there's this amazing tedx talk not amazing but a tedx talk given my last TEDx talk was at Connecticut College. So a year before, a couple of years before, some guys spoke on mushrooms. I'm like, maybe I'll grow some. Like you don't need a lot of light to grow them. They don't photosynthesize. Yeah, you don't need any light at all, right? Yeah. Yeah, I imagine there are like maybe some species are like super easy to grow. 
I, I'll find out. I, I, I was, when he first started telling me about it, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, an esoteric hobby. But the more he talked about it, there's crazy things about mushrooms. Can I, I'm going to nerd out and tell you yeah, something. please. So mushrooms, I mean, the largest known living creature is some fungus. I think it's in Oregon. It's like thousands of tons. I mean, yeah. it's huge underground. Then apparently in Chernobyl, mushrooms or, or fungus are the first things that, that started growing that they can handle the, the radiation somehow. I think they are able to use the radiation for energy. Mm-hmm. Then they're very useful in decomposing things. So a lot of our waste might be handled by fungus. Yeah. That, that reminds me of, uh, I saw a really interesting video about this. They had like a, like a dirt hill that was contaminated with, I can't remember exactly, but it was like dead. Maybe it was oil and maybe it was, I don't know. Nothing grew there. And it was killed. Like it wasn't just a desert. It was something that humans had wasted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if they made it like an experiment or like if they just found this small hill because it, it's not super big. It was like uh, three, four meters across, mm-hmm. uh, but it was dead anyway. And they put these mushrooms on it or like these, this mycelium and it took like a week and it was totally covered with this mycelium. And because mushrooms are, I don't know, they're very good at transporting nutrients and all these kind of different, I don't know, but they do some something. And uh, just a couple of months later, it was was plants growing there, flowers growing there, and it was like alive and like attracted birds and everything. So I thought that was really amazing. Yeah, I, mushrooms are, the more I learn about mushrooms, the more I want to get into them. Yeah. And it's funny because everyone thinks to like, oh, the first things people think of, oh, you want to get into mushrooms and they think, oh, drugs yeah. or, you know, the, um, what's the word, psychoactive stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting. But I think what we're talking about here is like, there's a lot more to them than that. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So going back to, uh, to your challenge, um, it seemed like you got a lot out of it. Like not yeah. only um, like, uh, personally with uh, how you felt about it but also it seems like it brought you closer to people in your life yes so let me uh, let me ask you uh, how was the uh, emotional experience like when you were planting this tree there was a lot to it partly because all right there's personal stuff there's the relational stuff with the family and then there's also looking forward so the personal things are I realized that it felt saying that I wanted to do this and not doing it made me feel like, why am I not doing it? And it's been sitting there for a long time. I mean, I could have planted a tree any time before. Now in Manhattan, it's a little harder because I'm not sure if I can go to a park and just dig a hole in the ground and stick a tree in it. And I don't even know. I was thinking, do I start with an acorn? I don't know exactly how to start. Yeah. So, would shame, it's not shame, it's just feeling like, maybe a little shame. Like, why didn't I do this before? And also, it exposes, I felt like it was exposing some ignorance of mine or some inexperience that I ought to know better. 
or ought to have done? Like, how could I not? Maybe as a kid, we planted trees as a little kid. I'm not sure. It feels like the sort of thing a teacher would have kids do. So the longer I went not doing it, the more I felt like, oh, I'll, I'll keep putting it off because I don't want to face the feelings. But also the anticipation of, I can't wait to eat the fruit from the tree. Not that all the trees have to be fruit trees, but I can't wait to have, like every year when I get cherry tomatoes, my cherry tomatoes don't taste nearly as good as the ones from the CSA, the ones that get delivered from the farm that I am a member of. But they really, something knowing that you, that I planted them, and then I watered them, that makes them taste extra good. So I anticipate I'm going to love this one more. And it'll be something that when, even when I'm not here and they're eating, my mom and stepfather are eating them, I'll know that I brought them these things. So I, I'm, there's this anticipation of something really great. Then as it happens, there was a misunderstanding the morning of that we scheduled to plant the tree. So I was really angry at my stepfather. And I think he was angry at me. So we weren't talking for a little while. But the planting the tree worked just fine. It was something that was, it, we were able to put aside the, the short-term disagreements and just be like, cool. well, let's plant this tree. And so we did that. And then we went back to no talking afterward. <laughs> <laughs> but the planting of the tree went just fine. Yeah. And now saying it to you in this way, it makes me almost feel like if all the leaders of the world could get together and plant trees together, you know, that's overstating it. Yeah. then maybe there'd be a lot more peace in the world. But I, I, I feel like there's something to that, that we're all trying to profit off each other and do business and stuff that separates us and planting trees and harvesting wheat and these things bring us together. So do you feel like this kind of brings people back to like our roots in a sense, like in, in that, I mean, that's what we people, everyone used to do that like 10,000 yeah. years ago. Like everyone was planting things. So yeah, like, I think um, chopping down trees separates us. I mean, yeah. when people are chopping down trees, people aren't like, oh, what a lovely thing to do. Yeah. If it's on a small scale, you know, you're getting firewood for your campfire when you're camping, probably not such a big deal. Although with the population we have now, we can't all do that. But when you see forests stripped of their trees or you see the burning in the Amazon. Yeah that doesn't make me feel connected to my fellow man. That makes me feel like, what are we, what have we done? It's so sad when you see that. And meanwhile, since the stomping part, I have bare feet. I'm like, great. I got dirt in my hands. I got dirt in my feet. And I got to go in the bathtub and wash them off afterward. I'm like, why don't I do this more? Yeah. And yeah. And, and then once I started posting about it and people were responding to it, I'm like, great. I, I, I think other people are going to be doing, are, are going to do this too. And I certainly look forward to rogue tree planting in Manhattan. So I'm going to get, I'm going to, I don't know, somehow I'll get some saplings of some sort and I'll go to the park and I'll dig some holes and look <laughs> to make sure the cops don't arrest me yeah. and then see if they grow in the future. Yeah. Cause it's planting a tree. No one's going to arrest me for that. Yeah. That's, but I like the idea of like crime. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if there's rules on it or not, but I'm going to find out by, yeah. I'm not going to, I mean, I looked it up a little bit before, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. I, I thought of some places to do it where I think, um, well, near where I live, there's the West side highway. So this in Manhattan, there's a, a two lane, a, a, uh, no, it's like 10 lanes at some places, or maybe six lanes at least. 
uh, and in between there's a raised um, divider and the divider has plants growing in it, and, and, including trees. So I, I think that's where I'm going to go. So I can have it near my place. Okay. And then once I get good at that, then I'm <laughs> speculating to me planting trees all over the place. There's lots of little squares in the sidewalk that have trees in them. You know, the trees on a tree line block, they're yeah. growing out of the, in the sidewalk, but a lot of them are gone. And so I, I think I might go to one where the city is supposed to come through and put those trees in, but uh-huh. they do it very slowly for one thing. And now with the, the virus, then this is probably not a high priority. Mm-hmm. So I can probably sneak in and put a tree there. Okay, cool. So this is, uh, this is not just a one-time thing. This is something you're going to keep doing. I think so. I mean, I don't know how much time I'll have to do it. And I still have to figure out where to get the saplings because this one, someone gave it to me. I'll figure it out. I mean, there's lots of hurdles and now one hurdle is down. Yeah. I don't have my own shovel, but I, I don't need a shovel. I, for here I used a big shovel, but I can probably just use a trowel, a little hand thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some improvised thing maybe. Yeah, actually, come to think of it, I'll probably like get some friends. And it'll be nowadays. Usually, I invite people over for famous no packaging vegetable stew. Maybe I'll say, "Hey, let's get together and plant a tree." Yeah. So, uh, was that? Um, I mean, it sounded like this was. Um, it affected your relationships quite a lot. Like, can you? What was your experience with? Uh, how does it affect your relationships? Let's see. The well, there's the woman who gave me the sapling and now i want to go back to i i already thanked her actually i'd forgotten that i i'd forgotten where i'd gotten the sapling so i wrote her to tell her i had it and she's like yeah i gave that to you and i was like oops sorry i forgot so i'm i feel gratitude to her and i'll probably go back to i certainly will go back to her and tell her when i get the june berries coming out of this she's the one who told me that they were called june berries i didn't know what the name was uh-huh. until i found out from her then my mom and stepfather i mean in, i've known them my whole life so that's not it's not changing the relationship, but I did plant a tree with my stepfather. That's kind of a, I don't want to say father, son, cause he's not my father, but um, it's kind of like that, you know, it's like a family thing. Mm-hmm. And it certainly makes me want to come back here after assuming the virus ends that we get a vaccine and I can come back up here when I want, then I certainly expect to come back up here in June and eat those berries. Yeah. Yeah. And imagine in uh couple of years when it's like grown it's like way better making me hungry (laughs) (laughs) and yeah and i think it's something it's something i want to share at first it'll i'm sure i'll tell people hey let's plant a tree and they'll be like i plant trees all the time i'll be like i had no idea (laughs) but i don't mind if this becomes part of my identity as someone who plants trees there's a video i found of some guy it wasn't in new york city there's a guy going it's like some he sounded like very blue collar you know not not the not many people like that in my life but he's like going around whatever city he's in and he's just showing all these trees you know the names and he, some that he planted and some that it was just some rogue some rogue tree planter in some place and he loves planting trees and so i, I found this video and i thought oh that'd be kind of cool to do yeah i mean what does it take like an hour to plant a tree yeah yeah it's pretty quick and could last or it could just be there for like you said a hundred years yeah and there's the physical change and there's, there's the internal um mindset shift like trees are like i can make a tree they want me to, i think that they want me to help them grow 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, this is very fascinating. So is there, like, uh, I'm thinking before we end this, is there anything else you want to, that's worth, or anything you want to share about this experience? If it's not coming off from what I say, plant a tree. You know, whoever's listening to this, it's like, yeah. get, I, I think, I mean, the easiest thing, I think you can just go to a hardware store or plant store and not hardware store, but like Home Depot has a lot of them in, in, in America. But people sell these things and there's dirt everywhere. Yeah. If it doesn't work, whatever, you're out a sapling in an hour, but you got your hands dirty. Yeah. Yeah, actually, when, when you uh, sent me this email uh, with your blog post about planting a tree, that uh -huh. made me um, want to go out and do it, like to get um, get some dirt under my fingernails. Because, uh, yeah, it, it brought me back to times when, when I did it. So I think maybe, yeah, maybe I should do it. I hope it spreads. I mean, we got, there's something about a trillion trees planted, people are trying to plant a lot of trees globally, and it's this big top-down thing. Okay, let's go bottom up too. And even if it's not, even if one tree doesn't make a whole difference, it's like, it's fun. Yeah. So thank you for helping me out of my ignorance and inexperience for something I've been meaning to do for a long time. Yeah, thank you. I mean, this is very interesting to, to listen to. So, and um, yeah, I look forward to having you on the podcast many more times. I look forward to it. Yeah. So, uh, Josh, thank you very much. Thank you.